0: Luca and Danny Jewelry is the perfect gift for the person you're most grateful for this holiday season. Whether it's that special someone, a parent, child, friends, or even yourself. From their iconic bangle bracelets and stacks to beautiful rings, necklaces, and earrings, each piece symbolizes what matters to them most and is handcrafted right here in the USA. Go to lucadanny.com and use code JAM to get 15% off and free shipping on your first purchase. That's L-U-C-A-D-A-N-N-I.com. Luca and Danny, embrace the journey.
1: Welcome to Jam Session. We have so much to talk about. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. I mean, where to start? We know where we're gonna start. But before we we do that, we're also gonna talk about. The brouhaha of Noah Centineo and Busy Phillips, and really one it, of Busy Phillips's friends. Let's let's not put it yes, all I'm busy. Yes, we're going to talk about Idris Elba being named sexiest man alive. We're going to talk about Leonardo DiCaprio, one of our favorite topics, yes. and of course, we'd like to begin with a wedding, and that would be Goop's wedding, which happened a while ago, but the pics just recently dropped.
0: Yes, it happened a while ago. The pictures came out maybe a week or two ago, but. After our last Jam Session recording. And if you think that we are going to miss an opportunity to talk about 48 photos of Gwyneth Paltrow's wedding, then you do not understand Jam Session. Here we are. Let's it's talk really about it.
1: Let's start with the dress, Amanda. There was okay. actually a few outfits, but let's, tar- let's start with the uh, the dress that she wore for the ceremony. It's a lace number with cap sleeves and like a floral lace dress. Yes, by um, Valentino. With a bodice and Mm -hmm. a long train. And it's a lovely dress. It's very nice for your first wedding if you're 28 years old.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You really (laughs) eased into the take, you know? You just kind of went up the ramp nice and slow. Go ahead. Well, I really do like it, but it just reminds me of of what people,
1: I'm 32, that people were wearing like four or five years ago. I don't think this is age-appropriate. I'm yeah. sorry.
0: Well, I thought the style was an interesting choice. You make a good point that it is very 2011, for lack of a yes, better word. absolutely. Which will be a recurring theme in this wedding discussion as we also talk about her DJ. But anyway... I want to defend her a little bit on the age appropriateness or like the first weddingness of it all. This was okay. a major point of discussion in our very spirited ring or slack discussion and there were many people who felt that this was not appropriate for a second wedding. <laughs> and I typically would agree, you know, and also me like I kind of don't think Whatever we're gonna, it's not an, it's not another episode of Amanda's complicated feelings towards weddings. Okay, as a second, it is
1: it is another episode of Juliet being rude about people's ages and how they should dress. Though no, it's
0: not, it's not because like as a second wedding thing, and also yeah, it is a bit young. I get it. The thing I would say is that in this case. As best I understand it, Gwyneth Paltrow was not allowed to have a first wedding because Chris Martin was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. And they just kind of eloped to Santa Barbara and they didn't get to do any of this. And so if it's your first opportunity to have a wedding, then I can understand leaning into it a bit more.
1: Right. Like she never got to do it. And so this is sort of like the time to go
0: for it. And she went for it. Like she really went for it. I still on the actual dress. It's not what I would wear, you know. I, I mean, yeah. I would have thought yeah. that she would have done a Carolyn Bessette Kennedy, and I, that would look good on Gwyneth. But also, you kind of you can't do a dress that is famously associated with another blonde. You know, you sure. can't you can't be a copycat. So in this sense, I don't know. It was like a quote backyard wedding. The backyard is in the Hamptons, but it still was a backyard wedding. I'm not that mad at it.
1: Yeah, I mean. It's a really nice dress. I just was surprised by the choice and felt it was, like, not not befitting this,
0: a wedding at this stage in life. But maybe I'm just too mean and prescriptive. I don't think you're mean. I wouldn't choose it either. I will not choose a similar dress for my second wedding. How about that? I, I do think Gwyneth Paltrow dresses
1: young. If you think about some of her other, like, recent red carpet looks and even at the engagement party that Ryan Murphy threw, I think she dressed similarly kind of, like— um, bra- like what you'd expect for an expensive bride look, but nothing like particularly fashion forward or surprising. Um, and it's also like she doesn't even have the excuse that like Kate Middleton does of like having to go conservative or having to wear cap sleeves. Like she really could do whatever she wanted and she could like get really creative, but but chose not to. Like I, I think it would have been interesting if she'd like teamed up with like someone like Christian Soriano, who I think is like a re- really cool like tailoring to a person's specific, like, circumstance in life.
0: Right. But she just went
1: really, like, fastball down the middle, wedding dress.
0: Well, I guess another question here is how much is her taste and how much is Valentino taste? Because if you will recall, the weekend of the Ryan Murphy engagement party, which for a moment we all thought was actually a surprise wedding, that surprise was kind of ruined by uh, Valentino's partner on Instagram. And because he was like, congratulations on your wedding, like four hours before the party was supposed to happen. And so everyone who follows gossip stuff is like, oh, uh, apparently they are getting married tonight. And it turned right. out to just be an engagement party. But it was very clear that Valentino is sort of like involved in this process and involved in her life. And right. so I, I don't know when you're Gwyneth Paltrow and you go to Valentino and you're like, please make me a wedding dress. Do you have carte blanche? Can you say, I want this, this, and that? I kind of don't think so. I Probably kinda, not. Yeah, I kind of because- think you give a mood and then they present you with a, you know, a sketch and you're like, oh, it's perfect. Yeah, because I think then you become like a brand ambassador for Valentino, basically. right. I mean, I don't yeah. know if if Valentino drew me a dress. I don't think I would have the guts to be like, mm, "What about this instead?" And I'm me, you know. I say no to anything, so I, I, <laughs> like, I'm extremely difficult. So I, I think that that might be part of it.
1: On the flip side, for the like actual late night reception with dancing in a barn, she switched into a uh, like a, a romper with a cape that was white, and I fucking loved that. I yeah. thought that was like. Playful and flattering, and still young without, but like, but unique and different, and more in line with what I would expect from Paul Show I actually lo- love the romper. Like I'm like, how can I get that in a different color?
0: Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: is that the quote second outfit is almost always better than the yeah. wedding dress, unless you are literally Kate Middleton marrying into the royal family. Like a wedding dress is not really appropriate or realistic for any sort of life occasion, it, it, you know, it it all looks kind of frilly and ridiculous unless you're like, you know, in a princess play. So yeah. I agree with you. I also think she looks great. Can we talk about the DJ now? Yes, let's. It was girl talk, okay? <laughs> it was girl talk. <laughs> talk about four or five years ago. <laughs> I mean, it was still yeah. too late. <laughs> like, like, that's so true. So we need to We will share the link to the slideshow and all of the um, wedding information, but she does include like a quote source book with all the vendors, et cetera. And so that's how we know that the DJ was girl talk. And then we just have to talk about the wedding photography. We have to talk about the wedding photography. (laughs) Juliet. Yes, Amanda, tell us who the photographer was. Lindsay Adario, who is
1: most known for being a war photographer. Pulitzer
0: Prize winning war photographer Lindsay Adario is the wedding photographer for Gwyneth Paltrow. I honestly just had to sit down on like for 30 minutes after learning this fact. I cannot believe this what a flex it was definitely
1: your number one like wait what you 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 and thanks to kaya once again
0: for really engaging with you on this because she was kind of the only one i just wanted to shade her but kaya was like yes this is truly odd no it was true like everyone just kept going past it and i had to call again for re-engagement and god bless kaya who was like yeah this is really crazy i was literally like scrolling through twitter that same day and i saw a picture of like a
1: really like malnourished kid from Yemen. I was like, wait, oh, Lindsay no. Adario. Yes, because. And I, I had to go back several times to make sure it was the same person because I could not believe that.
0: Yes, because I think her photographs from Yemen were in the New York Times Magazine the same weekend that this was released. Oh I, it's my like, God. it's not even that Lindsay Adario shouldn't take wedding photographs. I mean, take whatever photographs you want. Like, you're very talented at it. It's just like, The lull of Gwyneth Paltrow being like, hmm, I need a photographer. I'd like to have a female photographer. Who should I hire? Wait, I got it. Lindsay Adario. Unbelievable.
1: This is kind of like part of the case against Gwyneth Paltrow. And I used to be like super anti. Now I'm just sort of like, why waste the time being anti Gwyneth Paltrow? But it's just sort of like that kind of bizarre flex that is like weirdly tone deaf and just strange that you're just like. How can you possibly be a lifestyle guru when your lifestyle includes having a war photographer shoot your wedding? Like, it's just so weird.
0: I don't even know how you—how do you not think about how that's going to look? I mean, I guess you do. You don't you care. Th- yeah, you, I guess you, you think like— do and you don't care. Oh, my dear friend Lindsay took the photographs. That's, you know, it's so special. We just wanted, like—you know, you can hear the kind of rich people speak happening, but, man, unbelievable. So, it's— okay so that's my number one detail the rest I would say honestly looks like a fun wedding like yeah I just really if you are having a fancy ass wedding in the Hamptons and you need some extra guests like I'm available let me know let's talk about the friends she had there okay like, yeah had,
1: oh she so Steven Spielberg obviously sure like yeah like kind of like I think I, like her her godfather God, God, yeah yeah her godfather Shout out to that! I, I, by the way, love Blythe Danner. Just absolutely love her.
0: Yeah, I got nothing but praise for Blythe. She's basically um, not in the photographs except for one photo where she's kind of having a, a a break out on the deck. As sure, everyone needs a break during the wedding, and they just took a photo of her in her break because that was clearly the only only time she would consent, which I really enjoy. I enjoyed it as well. So thanks for
1: bringing up the deck photos. They yes. also showed, I presume, a like very like obviously jiving. Cameron Diaz walking into the party where she's like on one leg, looks like she's having a ball. It's mm-hmm. of her from behind, but I'm pretty sure it's her, right? I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's her. She's definitely and- there because she's in the getting ready photographs. She's kind of the only identified bridesmaid, for lack of a better term. I don't know if it was a formal bridal party. But yeah, she's like in the getting ready pics. It's her, Benji Madden. There's one random picture of Rob Lowe and (laughs) Gwyneth Paltrow. And to me, that really stuck out because that's the picture in which you can see the romper. Yes. Which I just honestly fucking love. I just love her romper. It's great stuff. And then she had like a couple of other random celebrity friends. But they it was just like very... Well, pointed to me.
0: It seems like Robert Downey
1: Jr. gave a toast, yes. if not the toast. Yes, um, R.D.J. was also there, and there's yes. a picture of him like having fun on the grass. Yes, and all, all of the celebrity friends are unidentified. Most of these photos come with captions, except when there's like celebrities in them.
0: It's guests, true, basically. Can we also note the photograph of the, the the place cards for the table? Like, what is that called? Sure, the assignment, the table assignment cards. Do you know? sure, sure. I, place cards. Well, no, it's like the, it's the table with your name. Right, where you find out what table and you're at. So then you can go get your place card, right? Right. So it says,
1: there's Mr. and Mrs. Benji Madden on one. Yes, which is Cameron Diaz for
0: those of you who aren't (laughs) keeping track.
1: (laughs) And then there's Miss Gwyneth Paltrow and Mr. Brad Falchuk. And I found that pointed. In what way? Um... I just think this is like contributing to the remaking of Cameron Diaz, which I support, by the way, as like sort of like just like Cameron Diaz as a celebrity is over. Cameron Diaz is like a fun wedding guest is is who's done caring. It's kind of like the era we're in. And I support it.
0: I just find it interesting. So you're saying the Mr. and Mrs. Benji Madden is pointed. I thought you were talking about Gwyneth. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah, no yeah. I totally, it's the first thing I noticed. And I was like, wow, well, that's a choice. You know, it, whatever. Live your life, do what you want, pick any name you want. It's fine. But I agree with you that it was notable.
1: I recently saw Cameron Diaz at SO House and she looks great, like really good. And she also got into a minivan, which I thought was really cool.
0: <laughs> Any other notes on the wedding? Should we talk about the cook? Oh, yeah. Who came from Argentina? Oh, well, that was so that was the rehearsal dinner. Yes, he came from Argentina. My bad. So
1: the chef for the rehearsal dinner was Francis Mallman. And then for the, the wedding was fucking Mario Carbone of Carbone fame.
0: Again, if you are having a fancy wedding, in the Hamptons, with food from Corbonne. I am available. I would love to attend. Seems great. It's ridiculous, yeah. but also seems like a great time. They all look like they're having fun on the wedding dance floor. I love a it's wedding. True. As long as I'm not in it, please invite me. Would love to come. <laughs> I am available. What? <laughs> it's true. It's, there are, it's, tr- it's, it's angry. everything I a like. Hug. There are hors d'oeuvres. Yes. There are, is an open bar, usually. Yeah, no one is.
1: This one was Casamigos sponsored, I believe.
0: Right? No one's looking at their phones.
1: Oh yes, I know. It's
0: it's really true. And there's like good pop music that you can dance to, and no one judges you. Great stuff.
1: I really love a home wedding. It's and also if you do it, if you do big, the way Gwyneth Paltrow did. It's the most expensive kind of wedding you can have because, like, yes, you don't pay for the space, but literally everything else you do pay for. You have to pay for a generator. You have to pay for the furniture. You have to pay for the food. You have to pay for, like, ice. All the, the shit that you, The, the tent, tent. Like, all the shit you don't think about. And so it's it's such a flex because it's actually incredibly expensive.
0: Not only is there a tent company on the vendors list, but there's a tent design and production company that is different from the tent company. I Incredible. which I didn't even know you had to do that, and then of course there's lighting and AV, which is a totally different situation. Um, yeah, it looks wedding really good lighting it is. is sneaky expense. Good, uh, you know, congratulations to them, is what Agreed. I would say. Some amazing flexes, and also I would have gone if I were invited. So you know, what <laughs> else can you say? <laughs> Moving on to another party, we wish we could have attended. Yes,
1: Mr. Leonardo DiCaprio got had a birthday, forty four. And- the big 4-4. Four four. Everyone knows you got to go all out for the big 4-4. Four four. Uh, and it was quite an affair. It was at a new private club in L.A. that started in New York, I believe.
0: I think that's correct. And just opened in L.A.
1: Yeah. It's in Beverly Hills. Like, it had literally just opened when he had this birthday. And it's called Spring Place. It's a private members club. It's in Beverly Hills. I think it's, like, on Wilshire. And the biggest surprise of this
0: party was that Rita Ora was invited. <laughs> That's true. Gwyneth Paltrow was there. Jennifer Aniston also there. A-Rod was there, no J-Lo, as best as the paparazzi can tell. A-Rod, no no J-Lo is
1: kind of a bummer. I I need both. I need at least her, and then if I'm getting him, I need her as well.
0: Jonah Hill was there, star of the greatest Leonardo DiCaprio-related paparazzi incident of all time. And okay. then Rita Ora. Yeah, I, you've isolated the key components, which is that Rita Ora was there. What a come up for Rita
1: Ora. She went from being nearly excommunicated by Rihanna and Beyonce to attending Leonardo DiCaprio's casual 44th birthday.
0: Yeah, I'll be honest. It makes me a little worried about Leo's stock if like mm. he's filling out the guest list. At, and I want to go back to this spring place situation for a second. Sure, but, um, yes, sure. If he's filling it out with Rita Ora... I, you know, I don't know. Does that mean that there were some other cancellations? I, it just doesn't really seem like a match in caliber, if you will. Also, as I understand that Spring Place is like, is it like Soho House or is it a co-working space? What's the deal? As far as I can tell, it is very
1: similar to Soho House. I think all of these private clubs are like pretty similar unless the super secretive ones have like other membership requirements or even activities or membership events I don't know about. But I was looking into Spring Place, and it looks pretty similar. It's just like, it's just almost like a reboot to, like, be more exclusive, I guess. Okay, um, Is it more I exclusive? I mean, maybe. I don't know. I, there's not a lot of details there, out there about it. But, like, what TV show will incorporate it? Because that's how I think So House really got famous, What mainstream, because it was in Sex and the City. Oh, really?
0: Um, oh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. That's
1: the first time I had heard of it. And then, you know, it came out for England. But there's, like, so many of them now. Like, Paul Allen, before he passed away, was opening one in Hollywood called the H Club, which is based on this one in London called the Hospital Club. The most um, exclusive one is called, like, Five Hertford. Okay. And it's it's based in London and like sure. Amal all George Clooney go there. That's the one that's like the most secretive and the most exclusive. So I think Spring Place is not on the same level. It started in New York after all. The real ones are like based on like European aristocracy. I was just going
0: to say they're all British because the British people are still completely obsessed with class and finding yeah. ways to keep people out of things. And being snobs. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I, I don't know whether having your birthday party at like the—you keep saying it's more exclusive— I'm suspicious of it because it's new, and it's American and new, so I don't think that means it's exclusive. I think it just means it's a wannabe. It's possible they paid him to have it there. Well, I guess I, I don't know what to say about that. I wouldn't rule it out. If you were Leonardo DiCaprio, would you use your birthday as an opportunity to make money? It doesn't really seem like his style, but maybe like
1: in later in life he doesn't really not
0: even. Care. I'm not worried about his style. I'm, worried, I'm wondering about your style. When you're as famous as Leonardo DiCaprio and you have been for as long as possible, are you turning your birthday into a branding opportunity?
1: No, but I'm also not inviting Rita Ora.
0: Okay, right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, listen, Leo is Leo. I, I know about the pussy posse. I know about the headphones. You know, we are where we are for a lot of reasons, but I still... I don't know. This doesn't seem like the coolest possible execution, I have to say. I
1: expect a little bit more debauchery, but maybe our guy's growing up. He's keeping it keeping it cool. He is forty-four.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Whatever. Happy birthday to that guy. I hope yeah. he's still listening to MGMT. <laughs> may May forever he reign. Oh my God. Every uh, time it gets me. Every time. We've got more celebrity news to discuss. But first let's talk about today's
0: sponsor, ZipRecruiter. used to be hard. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, a confusing review process. But today, hiring can be easy, and you only have to go to one place to get it done. ZipRecruiter.com slash jam. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. With results like that, it's no wonder that ZipRecruiter is the highest-rated hiring site in America. And right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com/jam. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash J-A-M. ZipRecruiter.com slash jam. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.
1: All right, we got a feud to address. A quasi-feud. It's a fun feud. Usually we talk about feuds that aren't fun, but there's something brewing, perhaps it's already over, between busy Phillips and Noah Centineo. Would you like to set the scene? I would love to. So,
0: on James Corden, I believe a week ago, Busy, Phillips, and Noah Centineo were both guests. Busy was there promoting her new late-night show on another late-night show because the webs we weave are very tangled. Anyway, because it's James Corden, you know, they're both sitting on the couch together. And we actually—it was edited. So I'm going off a TMZ report here, but apparently what happened is that during the course of the show— Busy Phillips called out Noah Centineo for ghosting one of her writers. Apparently, they were talking, they were chatting. It didn't specify what app, just a dating app, and then he ghosted. And so that's what happened. And then apparently his team was so nervous about it that they they asked James Corden, and James Corden's team agreed to edit it down. So that is not available on the internet or on TV for you. That's just all according to TMZ.
1: TMZ, I tend to trust. So I think we can treat treat it like gospel.
0: I think, I mean, that's what we do here. I, I definitely agree that it's happening. So the questions are, who is the writer and what dating app? And also, I mean, the main point here is, do we think that Noah Centineo is abusing his power? Which the answer is probably I'm going to go with no. I, well, I should say, th- abusing his power is, like, a really bad turn of phrase in, you know, this economy. What I meant was, is Noah Centineo playing the field? Which the answer is, like, definitely yes, 100%. And
1: he should. He's, like, 22, yeah, 23. He's the kind of attractiveness that I think will not improve with age. I think he's, like, kind of near his peak. Wow. Um,
0: wow. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that yeah. take was coming. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that he's so closely tied to Peter Kavinsky at this point. Like, the, everyone who's into him is into him as a the high school heartthrob. Sure. thing. So sure, he could sure. be a very handsome 35-year-old, but if he doesn't look like a lax player that's really hot, that likes you, even though that breaks, like, the social codes of high school, then no one will be into him. I just think the least surprising
1: thing I've heard in 2018 is that Noah Centineo ghosted someone.
0: Like, of course he did. Okay, he's let's a fuckboy. boy. Let's break this. Wow, <laughs> let's break this this down a bit. It's almost definitely Raya, right? Definitely Raya. Right. I can't imagine anything else. Right. Which for, because,
1: because I think for a woman who's a writer on Busy Phillips' show. She would probably be on Raya. Raya, that's why I say it. Not because of him, I bet he's on, like, all the apps and, like, doesn't give a shit, but because of the
0: woman, I bet it's Raya. He can't, like, be out on Bumble or whatever. Yes, he can. He can just not respond. Sure, but if he were on Bumble, we would know by now, right? Because someone would have been yeah. like, oh, Noah Centineo's on Bumble. Yeah, probably. But it's, Raya, it's probably Raya, much yeah. like Soho House, will kick you out if you take too many screenshots of people. So we might not know. that
1: If you screenshot, it, like, shows you your own IP address. So that, like, it scares you. It's do, a scared straight situation. Do we need
0: to do, like, a quick 10 seconds on Raya? I thought that everyone knew, but then recently, also in the Ringer slack, I learned that a lot of people are not familiar with Raya. Sure. Go for it.
1: Right. Raya, Raya is a dating app that I first heard of in early 2016 because Trevor Noah was found to be on it, even though he had a serious girlfriend at the time, and he said he was on it for research. And it is like a... You have to uh, be approved to join it, and it's like targeted towards like creatives and celebrities. A, it is the Soho House of dating app. Yes. Also, you have to pay for it, so it's not free. Similar to Soho House, and uh, there's a lot of a lot of lame guys in hats, and like occasionally some professional athletes. Right. I once like, saw Kevin Durant on it. I had it for a while for when I, the first time I ever opened it. Joe Jonas was the first person I saw. Wow. Um,
0: and then I I didn't want to pay for it, so I'm not on it anymore. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But we're assuming that Noah Centineo and the writer are. Yes. For okay. sure.
1: I can see where you're 23 and you're like, oh, look at it. And also, like, the other thing about Raya that sucks is that you pick a song and to like, go, so, to, like, go through someone's pictures, you have to listen to their song. And it's just like, this is noisy and, like, can't be done idly. It's like, oh. an, active, it's, like an active app. And I'm just like, not about that. It's just like, come on. Can you pick so.
0: silence as a song or do you have to pick a song?
1: Amanda, that would be hilarious.
0: What? I,
1: I haven't encountered dead air as anyone's personal soundtrack. Yeah, that's exactly
0: but. what I would do. i wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? I don't know. You don't, it's too much information all at once. Okay, but here's my other question about this story. Here's my other question. Okay. What is What are we calling ghosting? In terms of talking on Riot, I think that this might be a little unfair because you're just, are any of those conversations good enough or a permanent, like a permanent connection enough that you're then suddenly ghosting? Is ghosting just not replying? No.
1: Ghosting to me implies there's like an actual relationship or like a pre existing agreement that you just don't show up for. I agree.
0: So I kind of think that this is a little unfair. I'm sure that Busy Phillips' writer was disappointed because she likes talking to Peter Konvinsky. I also think it's honestly like a really great late night anecdote and they probably should have just kept it in. And I'm kind of impressed that his team had the ability to edit that out.
1: I don't think there's anything surprising about this. So I'm like, why do they edit it out? Like, Who cares? I'm like, maybe he
0: needs a better, more seasoned team. I mean, maybe he's really bad on late night shows and couldn't figure out a way to respond to it, which would not surprise me. You know, that is... I will say, Noah
1: Centineo as himself is not really like giving me much. I'm not like, (laughs) wow, I need more of that guy. He's no Timothy Chalamet.
0: Yeah, I don't know if that he... He's, like, on his feet in a way to spin that into the charming anecdote that you need to do. I'm sure he just, like, looks like a embarrassed dodo. He, like, probably looks like your cousin at Thanksgiving dinner when you start making fun of them, which is not what his career needs. So I get yeah. it, but it seems fine. I don't think that this is a major offense. Me
1: neither. Okay. I, Noah Centineo, go forth. What's next for him? Does he have, like, any, like, exciting projects in production?
0: You know, here's my thing, is that—and I say this with a lot of respect for Peter Kavinsky and to all the boys I've loved before and the experience that we all shared together and are still sharing, by the way. One of my friends uh, just watched the movie last weekend. She's got small kids. Cut her some slack. And then I immediately got all these text messages being like, Oh, my God, Peter Kavinsky, can you believe it? You know, so that's a special thing that we all had. I'm going to say that's his peak. I don't really see it getting better than that for him.
1: No. And I think that it's just the biggest mistake is to not like strike all the irons hot. Like, I hope that he like just signed up for a million things right away because otherwise, yeah, who knows? You know, I just feel like he, you're right. Like, he's not going to get a lot more. Right. So. Otherwise, he's
0: like the Devin Sawa of the 2000. Oh, Devin. So, you know what? Devin's pretty good on Twitter. So maybe, maybe that's what'll happen. Maybe Noah Centenale will learn how to respond to conversation on apps and, uh, be good as an adult. We'll see. Also, Devin Sawa had a few hits.
1: I think that's like a high bar. <laughs> he had Casper. He had Now and Then. He had Little Giants. He had my personal favorite Slacker several years later. Okay. He like, that's four off the top of my yeah. head. Peter Kvinsky's only going to have one.
0: Well, he was in the Fosters. People really like the Fosters. We're we okay, are We're, right. we're, we're grown-ups. So, yeah, jinx. So, but I think he's had a couple. I think it's a Devin Sawa career. So, you're look that's, look for that's him fair. on Twitter in 20 years.
1: It'll be exciting. That's fair. Finally, a congratulations this is in order.
0: Yeah. To the one and only Idris Elba. Congrats yes. Idris Elba. This is great. And I was actually surprised. We had a really interesting conversation in the office the afternoon before this was announced, Sexiest Man Alive, which was basically everyone just making guesses and predictions. And none of us got Idris because most of us were too cynical because we— did not think that People Magazine would be able to land anyone particularly interesting in this day and age. I think I voted for Jason Momoa, which is an iconic thing by me. (laughs) Whatever, he's going to be an Aquaman, right? Because, Well, because, you know, I think this is what's interesting about these things, and it it was fun to talk about. There's a really good Amanda Hess piece in Slate from 2014 that's headlined How the Sexiest Man Alive's Sausage Gets Made. And it talks Mm. about a lot of this. But the conversation we were having is that it's not just that, like, People magazine sits in a room and, like, looks at pictures of a bunch of people and is like, wow, this is the sexiest man alive. Uh, They are—it's a marketing tool, and you have to find someone who's willing to do it and who has projects lined up, and they decide it's the right move for them to be sexiest man alive. And it also is the right fit for people who's trying to sell magazines. And— I thought it would be Jason Momoa because no one else would want it, and I was wrong. It's Idris. Maybe he won't be James Bond, but he can be Sexiest Man Alive. That's There were a lot of guesses for Bradley Cooper, but you pointed out that he at this point wouldn't do it. Yeah, because you do actually have to sit for a photo shoot. You, you have to agree. You're like, yes, I would like to be the Sexiest Man Alive, and I don't really— yeah. that's not what Bradley Cooper is going for anymore because he's trying to be, you know, Mr., Mr. Fancy Pants Director. Honestly, it's working, so— and also, he's not actually Jackson Maine in real life. So, right. <laughs> you know, I don't know whether— I think a lot of people would have loved for Jackson Maine to be Sexiest Man Alive.
1: It would have, would have been exciting. I'm going to wear my Jackson Maine shirt with pride for the rest of my life. So,
0: you know, I get it. But
1: I'm excited for Idris Elba. It would be cool if he could be um, James Bond, but it just doesn't seem likely.
0: Yeah, the Broccoli family is not very good on issues of— Non-white people, so I mean, let's kind like Well kinda, said. That's kind of where it is. I think he would be great. I, you know, I would prefer him as James Bond than as Sexiest Man Alive. But, um, you know, he's. Do you get paid to be Sexiest Man Alive? I don't think so. I think that it's no. It's just a press. It's a mutually beneficial. Like we use your face, and then you get a lot of press. Because if you think about People Magazine's target audience, it's not uh, New York and LA. It is kind of sure everywhere else, and so it's a lot of exposure that you wouldn't otherwise get. And it does, I I mean, it's silly, and there is a lot of there are a lot of interviews of people saying people who have been sexiest man alive, then talking about how embarrassing it was and teasing mm. each other. There was a time when George Clooney, Brad Pitt, and then Matt Damon all got it, and when Matt—I think Matt Damon was the last, and when he finally got it, Clooney and Pitt were making fun of him or, or something. So I get that, but it is also—it conditions people to think of you in a certain way. Sure. And I think yeah, that absolutely. is probably the, quote, payment. I don't know, though. I You know, you could yeah. see in five years, I years—it it, it doesn't seem totally unlikely. I just don't think we've gotten there yet. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, He's going to be in Cats, which I love musicals, and I could not be less enthused for this. For Cats the musical? Yeah. Do you like Cats the musical?
0: No, I hate it. It's horrible. It's one of the most traumatic theater-going experiences, or really just one of the most traumatic cultural experiences that I've had in my life. I was under the age of 10, and it was very— young. And I was very lucky. Well, you know, Juliette— I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, so going to New York, it was like a very big trip. It was very exciting. Sure. I was lucky to do it, and we're going to go to a Broadway show. It's so exciting. And then there are people in unitars and, like, cat whiskers crawling up the aisles, and they crawl on your seat, and they're just cats, but they're humans, and they're singing. It was so upsetting. It's awful. <laughs> want- it just deserves better. That's all I want to say. Who else is in Cats. Taylor Swift, I, oh man, he really does. Idris deserves better. I'm honestly gonna go ahead and say that Taylor Swift deserves better at this point. It's been a rough few years for her. Oh, Ian McKellen's
1: what? also in it. Judy it's Dench a, is in this. I know they
0: suckered a lot. Jennifer of people. They must Hudson have a lot of
1: money. She's like probably like right for it. Wow. And James Corden is right for it too.
0: Everyone else, absolutely not. It just I feel sorry for them. Oh my God, Tom Hooper is directing this. I forgot. Oh, no. It's going to be horrible. Okay. You know what? So, at least Idris Elba is the sexiest man alive. He has that to cling to. Shout out to him. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Thanks for listening. Congratulations to so many people. Gwyneth Paltrow got married. Leonardo DiCaprio had a birthday. Noah Centineo is worth talking about. And Idris Elba, sexiest man alive. (laughs) Amazing stuff. (laughs) Thanks for listening, and we'll be back after Thanksgiving.